Hey, hello, good evening or good morning or good afternoon or wherever you are in the world. Hello, uh, welcome to the preamble for a brand new podcast from us here at Wulong Talks, which is called the Bebop Rewatch. What is the Bebop Rewatch, you're asking? Well, you're going to find out all about that in the next uh, half an hour or so. Um, Before I carry on any further, though, uh, let me introduce my friend, my buddy. You should know him from Wulong Talks by now, if you've been following Wulong Talks. If you haven't, why haven't you? But we'll talk about that later. Uh, It's the man, Rich Kid, aka the Wrestling Kid. Rich, what's up? Yeah, not too bad, man. Um, Super excited for this, like... Yes, I feel like um Tank at the beginning. You know when Tank finds out about Neo being the one and he's just super excited. That's what I feel like about this. <laughs> it's a very exciting time. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did he be quiet in that scene? That's one thing I've, that's always puzzled me about that scene, bro. He's just so quiet. It's a, it's a very exciting time. <laughs> it's true. Like I would have been like, God damn. <laughs> it's you. It's you. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Glad to have you along, Rich, as as always, man. It's good to uh, be here doing this kind of stuff with you. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, man. And, and as Rich said, I mean, we've been waiting for this a long time. I mean, if, if, if you're listening to this and you're familiar with Wulong Talks, then you know that we are massive Cowboy Bebop fans. Um, you know, our podcast was called the Wulong Talks because of Cowboy Bebop. Um, and we'll get into that, of course, uh, as we go on a bit further. But you know, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long, long time. Um, what we're going to do here is just give you a little taster of, of kind of what's to come over the next, mm, I guess, 26 episodes uh, of this podcast. So 27, 27. 27 sorry. Yes. 27. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, out there. I don't know how I managed to do that. But yeah, it'll be 27 episodes of, of this podcast. Um, one for each episode of the amazing anime series Cowboy Bebop. Um, so we'll have one there and we want you to watch along with us as well Um, what we'll be doing each week is we'll be watching an episode and going through it piece by piece um, to tell you what we loved about it what things we found out about that Um, Rich will give you some of his ideas and some of his theories behind the, the things that have going on in that episode and I'll give you some factual information about technically what happened behind the scenes and how they put that uh, particular episode together um and basically we're all gonna have a fun ride i mean that's the plan um and that's what we're aiming for but um rich i mean how did you first find out about cowboy bebop because i think you and i found out about it around about the same time if i'm not mistaken yeah. um i mean okay I'll, I'll tell you what listeners i'll tell you my version but because my memory is bad it won't be that good so i'll tell you my version and then richard will tell you his version but from what i remember i think there was uh a period during our college because rich and i went to to college together um when i remember coming in and i think we kind of both said at the same time we we used to be in a a maths class together a gcse maths class and i think i remember us saying to each other roughly about the same time have you heard of that show cowboy bebop and we're both like yeah almost at the same time and then we're like, oh my god, it's so amazing! Like it's so amazing. I can't believe how good this show is. Um, but I, I kind of found it via um, a, a channel that we used to have in the UK. I don't even know if it's still broadcast, but um, a channel called Toonami, which was like a, a, a spin-off of Cartoon Network in the UK, which used to focus on a, a specific type of um, animation. So it used to tell 
um, a lot of Japanese anime stuff, and it also used to have a few other things in there as well. It would have um, Johnny Bravo, I think, used to be on around that time that, that Cowboy Bebop came on, and another anime called Outlaw, Outlaw Star used to come on afterwards. Um, but it was around that that kind of period um, was when I first stumbled across the show. So this would have been way back in sort of like 1990, God, 1996, I want to say, was when we first discovered it, I think. I don't know if I'm wrong. But anyway, Rich, step in, man, and fill in the details. Okay. Now, that's Jason's <laughs> version of the story. And as he's already admitted, yeah, his memory is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take my story as canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mine's, um, mine's the extended. You, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I remember first being introduced to it um, by I think it was it was tsunami. No, it wasn't tsunami. It was CNX. So basically, oh, C, yeah, right. yeah, that's what it was. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so CNX was basically the adult version of tsunami, which was like a, it was basically it was like um, a, a kids channel that used to play cartoons, give or take, all day. Um, and and I, and I mean, it's probably put out some of the the best, you know, cartoons that that we've ever seen, and mm-hmm. and quite a few cartoons that have actually stuck in a certain generation's mind. So you've got cartoons like Powerpuff Girls, you've got mm-hmm. you know cartoons like Dexter's Laboratory, um, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Bravo, like we said, and it's also the channel that, to a certain degree, kind of kind of made the Hanna Barbera cartoons cool again. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I mean, like it introduced oh, yeah. it to a new generation, and and almost understood uh its own value in pop culture so it wasn't trying to like to stick to the same values that it might have tried to portray in its 60s and, and if anything it, it it had a lot more a bit of a more um, more of a um an adult feel to it but then basically cnx was kind of just like the watershed part of this channel so i think it used to kick in maybe let's say around nine or ten o'clock and then afterwards, it would show like, you know, the, the adult cartoons or the Japanese anime, which had a bit more blood and violence and, and, and swearing. And so I remember like basically watching an episode of Cowboy Bebop by chance. And it was one of those things where I actually caught an episode. And I don't know what episode it was. It was just a random episode. It wasn't even the first episode. Mm. And I remember catching that at my brother's house and then actually watching that episode and going, this show is effing amazing. And also knowing that basically they do reruns of the shows throughout the night so for example they might have like four cartoons throughout the night um let's say let's say the cartoons let's say half an hour or you know or an hour and then what they'll do is they'll they'll repeat it again throughout the night till maybe let's say six o'clock when the normal kids channel kicks in again so i remember watching this cartoon and then i remember you jay coming over to my brothers again hey bro have you seen this cartoon (laughs) and you were like no and i was like hey we're not not even going out until we watch this cartoon and obviously this is during a period of you know gone through john woo which jason's a big massive fan of and yeah jason's actually the person that introduced me into into that type of martial uh, more hong kong cinema i was always just like a, a normal you know martial arts fan but i remember just watching it with you and just going like this is bloody amazing and i remember my brother not being that impressed mm. and after like two episodes and he wasn't impressed i just remember like just being actually quite upset that he wasn't impressed with it mm-hmm. um but then i just remember like me and you jay like we were just like i remember we, we'd be out and we'd just be like, hey, what's the time? Like, yeah, nine o'clock. I didn't call. So we've missed the first show of Cowboy Bebop. There's another show at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we need to do what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And make it back in time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's, yes, yeah, so, so, that's how I remember watching. I remember just catching an episode by chance. And I think you either came that night where they were going to show a rerun or you literally came the next night. 
And I was like, bro, you need to see this code, man. So that, that's how I remember it. Mm, mm. I remember, listeners, this is, as I said, we're talking about, you know, the very sort of late 90s. So you're, you're yeah. talking about sort of 96. I mean, maybe maybe it was 97, possibly, was when we first kind of got into it. I, I can't really remember for sure. But this is a time before, you know, um, Sky Plus and DVRs and mm. TiVo and all of the technology that we have now that allows you to watch things sort of on catch-up TV and things like that. You know, this is way before Netflix and, and all of those kind of things. Um, you know, back then it was, I think, Love Film was only just starting at, at that period. And Ooh, Love wow. Film was, yeah. was, you know, DVDs in the post. So you had to order it online and then wait for the DVD to be sent to you. So there was no way to really kind of catch up on these things. So you had to watch it then and then, there and then when it, when it broadcast. So that's why we made such a big deal about always being there on time to watch an episode. And then mm. whenever we watched one, it would always be next day in college and be like, oh, shit, did you see what happened like, on this episode? Did you see what happened to Spike? Did you see how they found out about fate? Did you see how <laughs> they revealed Ed's background and, and all of these kind of things? Um, and we just got swept up in the show. Um, part of the appeal of the show, I think, for us, as you touched on, Rich, was, you know, the way that the action was handled because it was at a time when, um, you know, as Rich said, I was, was big into kind of like gun fu movies. So like John Woo stuff, things with Chow Yun-Fat and... Um, Ringo Lamb movies and you know things like that I was really into at the time and uh, Cowboy Bebop is is quite heavily influenced by that in some ways but you know the the genius of the show is that it takes in so many different elements it's not just that that it borrows from it, it it's actually lots and lots of different um, kind of pop culture references and and different movie styles and and all kinds of, uh, of things that are blended together um, within the series that makes the appeal of it so great and I guess so enduring as well. Um, you know, part of the reason why we're doing this is because it's actually the 20th anniversary of, of Cowboy Bebop this year, um, which seems incredible. It's, it, it seems amazing that, you know, 20 years later, we're, we're still here and people are still talking about Cowboy Bebop. Um, Rich, I don't know if you read in the news recently, it kind of flew a little bit under the radar over here. Um, but apparently they're opening two uh, Cowboy Bebop themed cafes in Japan. Um, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to book a flight to Japan, man, like quick. <laughs> but yeah, they're opening two cafes um, based around Cowboy Bebop. Um, apparently there's not much details available at the moment about what the menu is going to be like and um, what the decor is going to be like. But um, you know, it, listeners, if you're familiar with the show, then I'm sure you can picture in your mind's eye, you know, some place that looks like a kind of futuristic but rundown, you know, CD bar or something like that, you know, because that, that's the kind of places that that Spike used to haunt, um, you know, and the rest of the crew used to find themselves ending up in at some point. Um, but yeah, as I said, you know, the, the the cultural significance of this show is is absolutely huge. So hopefully what we'll be doing over the next 27 episodes is explaining to you all why, you know, this show has been so important, not just to us, but to um, to anime as a genre and, and to other genres as well. I mean, um, you know, Rich, who is a big fan of, of the filmmaker Ryan Johnson, um, who you guys will know as the director of The Last Jedi. Um, and, you know, 
it was Rich who actually pointed out to me that Ryan Johnson is a, a huge fan of, of Cowboy Bebop. And when you see some of the movies that he made, he's made previously, it, it makes sense. I mean, Rich, you, you talk a lot about kind of Brick and how Brick kind of is, you know, feels familiar. Um, oh yeah to cowboy bebop fans um, yeah so yeah you know um, just break down a little bit about how you know you see the the kind of similarities between um cowboy bebop the show and ryan johnson's movie brick oh it wouldn't even just be brick it, it would mm -hmm. i think it'd be basically it'd be a toss-up between brick and um and what's the one that he made with looper oh yeah looper yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Th those three films and and even somewhat to a certain degree, like um, uh, the Brothers Bloom, which isn't his, I'd probably say it's probably his weakest film um, out of the films that that he's that he's put out. I mean, he hasn't. I mean, Ryan Johnson hasn't even done that many. But um, j just I mean, just just the the pacing, the look of Brick. I mean, if you're just gonna concentrate just concentrate on that film alone, like you you can just see that this is. I mean, the thing about Bebop, which everyone that's listening is is gonna find out, is that Bebop, as much as it's very much. Um, told from a specific a specific period it, i mean it has his fingers in all all different types of pies when it comes to genres and music and where it gets its influences from uh but then at its base at its heart it's still going to be like a you know a detective story and that's one of the things that ryan johnson is able to get from bebop so i mean like i mean when when he um from bebop when he and when he when he, when he was making brick so he, he he didn't have a big budget he knew what he wanted to do. He knew what he wanted to portray, and he just stuck to to the essence and and the soul and, and the heart and soul of what he thought carries the bebop as a show. Everything else is, is still amazing, but it's, a, it's an add-on and it. it's a layer. And some people prefer certain layers, and some people prefer you know this thing to it as a, as opposed to something else. But Brick is basically to me it's Johnson's love story to bebop. Um, basically, even the way how um joseph gordon levitt walks and how he has his hands in his pocket and how he shrugs his shoulders and how he's cool but at the same time shouldn't be cool i mean th th there's just so many things the thing is is like we'd have to physically or not physically we'd have to basically just dedicate a whole show to breaking down how much of a good film brick is and then basically do another show as to how johnson has you know basically taken the you know you know things from bebop and just put it onto screen you know for his debut movie but um yeah and and it's the same thing for for looper basically looper is, is just a mishmash of modern day things happening now with a harken back to um detective stories but then also with a little splash and dash of like science fiction which is basically what bebop is mm. um and i've always said that basically from the minute i saw brick and i saw cowboy bebop that if they were going to do a live action film i generally do believe that Joseph Gordon-Levitt could play Spike um, just because he he just embodies the character so well. And I think that Bruce Willis essentially could play Jet, Jet Black. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. So th that would be my, 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 um, my, my, my guest star or my star star choosings to, you know, for, for a live action movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Cowboy Bebop is, is very much as, um, you know, Rich has kind of explained something that's had a, a big imprint on on some you know uh filmmakers that you will know and, and other artists that you will know as well um and as said over the course of, of the podcasts and and over different episodes we'll, we'll go into a bit more detail about um some of these things but um for those of you completely unfamiliar with the show i mean it, it's so hard to kind of categorize what genre it is i guess primarily primarily it is a, a sci-fi anime 
Um, but it, you know, as, as Rich said, it carries elements of, you know, Westerns and martial arts movies and, you know, romance detective stories from, you know, film noir from sort of like horror, horror stories, horror. Yeah. In bodies, um, horror elements as well. Um, there are so many different genres that the series actually touches upon and, and is influenced by. Um, and that's before we even get to the flipping soundtrack as well. Cause oh, the soundtrack is just <laughs> show. like literally, I mean, when this show came out, it, it was when I, I had kind of fallen out of anime a little bit um, at that point because we had our, our period. Um, again, this is to show you how old we are, listeners. Um, we had our period in you know the very early '90s where um, the manga brand launched in in the UK, um, and they were bringing over you know animes from uh, Japan, things like Vampire Hunter D, Fist of the North Star, Akira, and and, and things like that were were coming out you know in the early days. Um, and then there was a period where that kind of stopped and I kind of stopped watching animes during that period. I didn't really watch much apart from maybe Sailor Moon occasionally when I, when I caught it, but, um, I'd kind of fallen out of anime and then, you know, along came Cowboy Bebop. And because of that, I just literally like my, my whole love for, for anime came back again. And I was like, oh my God, like I've forgotten how good, you know, this, this style of filmmaking can be when, um, you know, it's given to the right people. And when you get the right story, it, it's just, it's such a unique experience. Um, and Cowboy Bebop is definitely a unique experience and something that you won't forget watching. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as said, as we go along with, with the podcast, we will be watching it episode by episode. So we'll be breaking down what each story is about. Um, who the characters are and what we learn about them during that process as well. Um, but we want you to interact with us. So we want this to be an interactive podcast. So we want you guys to go out there and to watch Cowboy Bebop as well. Um, and if you want, watch it episode by episode with us. Or if you're like Rich and you're too excited for that, then you can just <laughs> go ahead and watch a couple of episodes. Um, we won't. We won't mind. We won't judge you. You're, you're free to do what you like. But. Um, we definitely, you know, want you guys to be involved in in this as well. Um, so to that end, we've actually set up an email address for the show. Uh, the email address is the Bebop Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can drop us a line there, and if you'd like to be a guest, um, we're throwing the floor open to you as well because we know there are lots of Bebop fans out there. Um, so yeah, come along and, and join us here and, you know, let's reminisce and, and chat about how awesome Cowboy Bebop is, man, for real. Um, it's one of the greatest shows as, as said that I think has, has ever been made, um, anime wise. And I think Rich and I will be able to convince you of the same as well over the course of the next 27 episodes. So, um, yeah, definitely get involved with us, man. Um, we'll have lots of things going on on social media as well. We do have a Facebook page, um, that's been set up for the Bebop Rewatch 2. Um, to find that is real easy, uh, on Facebook, just type in the Bebop Rewatch and it will pop up. We'll have updates there on things that we'll be doing and we'll let you know about some of the guests who are going to be coming on to join us um, in some of the episodes as well. Um, so, yeah, it should be cool. Um, Rich, what are you looking forward to the most about doing this? You know what? Number one, because I'm selfish like that, just watching Bebop again. I mean, it's, it's literally one of those shows that, I, I, as weird as it sounds, I, I watch it give or take. I, I lose how many times I watch it a year. So, and when I say watch it, I, I might not even necessarily sit down and just watch the whole season back to back. 
because I've I've done that numerous times. I've actually watched it the season so many times. I've actually lost count, but um, I just I just enjoy watching it. It's just it's just a perfectly structured show that I can sit down and be like, okay, cool. I feel like watching this, or I can just have it in the background. So there's that element of just like being able to watch it again, and then there's also the element of sitting down and actually just having a conversation about it because obviously we're going to be getting guests on and some of these people i know are fans and some people are, some of these people i know aren't fans so it's just this thing of like it's almost a, a slight jealousy but an excitement of seeing bebop into you know like seeing how people like react to bebop um and just being able to just you know just just wax lyrical about it that that's what i'm excited about mm-hmm. um it's just a perfect show. Like I- I'm actually excited just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Be- Bebop runs my life, man. <laughs> you might as well tell them about your tattoo as well. I mean, I know oh, yeah. they can't they can't really see it because this this is a podcast. But yeah, go ahead. Well, you know what? I think I mean we 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 are we were contemplating even maybe just setting up like another um, Instagram account specifically for this, or even like a Vero account. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, anybody that knows me kind of like knows that I, I actually don't mind getting naked. So I know that's a bit of an understatement. I like getting naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me and... just say, people, I've seen this man's buttocks more times than <laughs> his wife has ever seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so and and it's just one of those things where, um, I, I have numerous tattoos, and one of the tattoos is basically a big tattoo that goes down my ribs, and it's of the main character Spike Spiegel. Um, just because, uh, like I said, I, I love the show. Like, I, let's put it say, I, I can tell you so much trivia. Forget the trivia behind the show. I can tell you trivia behind myself and the <laughs> show. Like, I remember like looking up Spike Spiegel's stats and going like, "Oh my god, he's twenty-seven And just going to myself, "I can't wait to be twenty-seven. <laughs> when I'm twenty-seven, I'm gonna be the same age as Spike. What am I gonna do with my life? I don't know. But I'm gonna be twenty-seven like Spike. Fuck it." <laughs> so yeah um yeah so th- that's what i'm looking most looking forward to with, with this show is just just being able to just meet people who like the show and people who haven't seen the show and just been able to just just talk about it just talk you know mm-hmm. yeah exactly man i mean i echo that um that's definitely for me what i'm most looking forward to as well is just being able to said to interact with you people out there who are listening to this and and you know getting your thoughts on the show and getting your thoughts on the episodes and maybe picking out things that we might have missed and you know stuff like that because as said you know people this is a, a show that really is um you know a cultural icon in in terms of what it's done for anime and what it's done for you know pop culture in general um its influence is huge and um you know it's going to be a, a, just an absolute pleasure to to spend some time talking about it with you rich and with the listeners and and with our guests when they come on man so yeah we're looking forward to it folks so um that's going to wrap it up for us we just as said wanted to kind of get this out there so you know what's coming um the first episode will be up very very soon um in fact it will probably be in the next four to five days um so make sure you subscribe to us if you haven't done so already um at the moment we have a podbean account open for this so you will be able to listen to this on podbean um there will be itunes coming up shortly as well Um, If you want to hear us on iTunes, then make sure you follow us on social media and we'll put out the details as to how you can find us on iTunes once that's all set up. Um, And we're anticipating that we'll be elsewhere as well. We should be on uh, Stitcher, Acast, 
um, and most other good like podcast catchers as well. We'll probably be on SoundCloud too. So I, in fact, I mean, you, if you subscribe to the Wulong Talks page on SoundCloud, then you'll get the episode straight away um, on that page as well if you don't want to wait. So yeah, you'll be able to join in and, and crack along with us, man. Um, Rich, did you want to say anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, no, um, I'm like I said, I just can't wait for everyone out there to listen and, and to chime in and basically just uh but what's what did it what's the actual tagline for it be oh I, I see I, i'm i actually can't remember it but there was a tagline that was that that bebop ran when it was first being released on on cartoon that it was actually toonami that was released on on toonami and um but i'll find that tagline and basically if anybody knows what that tagline is that you know number one thank you for listening and that tagline is out to you and you know what i'm talking about but i can't wait to you know i can't wait to start this mm, mm, mm. for sure for sure um and before we go as well let me just uh do a little bit of housekeeping and let you all know a few things so as said I, i've mentioned the the fact that we are from wulong talks podcast so if you've come here because you found us from wulong talks hi welcome um, and if you're a newcomer, please go and check out Wulong Talks as well. You'll find us everywhere you find podcasts. Um, we're literally on just about every platform. I think the only place we're not on is Spotify. Um, but we're working on that. So we will be on Spotify soon, hopefully, as well. Um, also, a big shout out to the Britpod scene as well. Um, if you're familiar with the Britpod scene, then you'll know that it's a fantastic community full of uh, British broadcasters who are all independent and, and there's a variety of different topics that they cover as well. Um, so please do check them out. Um, they really are a, a, a really great group of people and a really fascinating bunch of podcasters as well. So um, go along and check those out. Um, you'll also be able to catch this podcast along with Wulong Talks on the Emotionally 14 website as well. Um, so a big shout out to Rob Wade, who, who runs Emotionally 14. He um, is a really cool dude and he runs some great podcasts himself as well um including the crazy train which is, is probably one of my favorite listens right now um make sure you go check out emotionally14.com uh, and you'll find all the information you need over there um and also just to give a quick shout out as well and a mention to um may amada who are running a kickstarter campaign at the moment for a brand new manga volume that they will be producing very shortly um the kickstart campaign can be supported via their website so you just need to go to mayamada.com to find out more um and we'll probably have nigel on um who is the co-founder of mayamada if you listen to us again on wulon talks then you probably know who nigel is by now um he's been a regular guest on our show um he'll probably be on this one because i know he is a fan of bebop as well so we'll drag him on for an episode or two as well to to hear his thoughts about that um and yeah that's it that's the housekeeping done thanks a lot for listening to us folks um we hope you stay safe uh if you want to watch along with us um i would recommend that you pop onto youtube you can find all of the the episodes on there um so that's cool or if you've got a dvd copy just stick that in and, and watch it we'll let you know when we're um starting to watch our first episode and you can take your notes and, and join in with us. Um, aside from that, I think that's it. So um, I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, Rich, say goodbye. Goodbye. And we will see you, Space Cowboys and Cowgirls. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Peace out.